Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout Podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. In what you've been able to pull off, even back when you were this or when you were that, no, your profile should become. Let me show you something in the book of Psalms. That's why David was unique. Glory to God. That's why David was unique. Even up to this morning, I still heard something. Listen, David had all... Saul had every reason to be greater than David. Physically, he was more built than David. Height-wise, appearance, he was more everything. The only thing David had was a heart that was right with God. A heart that... Go to the book of, of Psalms. Let me show you something in the book of Psalms. Psalms 27 from verse 1. Let's go to verse 1. The Bible says, The psalm of David, and what was the first thing David said? He says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Stop there. <laughs> Listen, there are certain scriptures that some of us don't even know they are secret. When you look at someone like David coming to you and saying, Whom shall I fear? He's not saying that because he had practiced so much like the boxing match I talked about last week. David, the Bible never told us anything about the team David joined or the association that David kept. The only reason why David can say, whom shall I fear? Why? Because he knew something about the Lord. And what he didn't know about the Lord, he said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The only reason, according to David here, that fear would never be a problem for him for anything he wants to do was not because he had so much knowledge in what he wanted to do. No, no. But he knew somebody who had so much knowledge about everything. And he defined himself by that. That's why when he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Listen, before the statement, before the statement, when you read, or after the statement, sorry, when you read in 2 Timothy verse 7, Paul, Timothy, which was um, um, taught, fathered by Paul, Timothy said a statement as well. He says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and the sound. You don't have to go there. 2 Timothy 7. Timothy came back to echo. David, Timothy said, The Lord has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Why was Timothy so bold addressing the things that made others fear? Because he knew what God had given to him. That's why he would say, but he had given me love, power, and a sound mind. Now you see David coming here saying that, come, the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Listen, when a man talks like this, Jesus had not even come. The Holy Ghost had not even been released. Someone was already talking as though he could overcome the whole world. He said, the Lord is the strength of my life. That is for you to know that whatever defines my life, if you are defining the life of David, you are defining the strength of the Lord. That's what the scripture means. He says, of whom shall I be afraid? He says, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come up, <laughs> come up to eat up, my, my flesh. He said they stumbled and fell. David spoke like this because David went through a lot. So, you know, someone once said something this week. God specialized in doing some unique things. For example, David said, The Lord prepared a table in the presence of my enemies. Listen, 
It would never be a problem for God for you to walk in the midst of haters and all those things. It would never be. The fact that you are surrounded with enemies, challenges, God would never tell you to stop walking. He tells you, keep walking. Keep moving. Keep keep going ahead. Why? Because what... How do I explain this, Lord? When David said, the Lord prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, I've read that scripture over and over. I'm sure it's a popular scripture. But recently I've discovered something. When you walk so well with God to a particular point, nothing will move you. The fact that, because you've always read that scripture, you will have thought, ah, wow. I, well, I don't, maybe everybody had a different thinking. But one of the things I saw in that scripture recently, when David says, the Lord prepared a table, before me in the presence of my enemies let me tell you a lot of break that scripture is is loaded loaded in the sense of first things first god chose to do the impossible in a place where david will least expect and he's telling you that is the product of who we are god could have decided to set that table in any other place but god chose to set it up in a place whereby what you ought to be seen in that place is ha ah, because when you're surrounded by impossibilities surrounded by weakness surrounded by all those things ah, an average person will say ah, how do i pull out of this as a matter of fact you start permitting fear to minister to you that's what the bible says when god introduces himself the first thing he talks about he says fear not why because you are a piece of that cloth as well the fact that you're in the midst of opposing realities. That's why you need your faith to dominate those situations. You need your faith to be able to rise above those situations. When a man talks like this, look at one of the things he says. He says, do and a host, verse 3, Psalms 27, verse 3. He says, do a host should encamp against me. He says, my heart shall not fear. He says, war, do war rises against me. He says, in this will I be confident. You know, when I was reading this over, 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 I think the last two weeks, I was saying to myself, I said, why, why would a man talk like this? It's not just enough. Look at what David is saying here in verse 4. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that one thing would I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I'm reading verse 4 now. Psalm 27 verse 4. He says, one thing have I desired. Who is talking? A man in the Old Testament. What did he start by saying? He first started by saying, the Lord is the light of my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of what shall I be afraid of? And he comes to verse 4, which is the twist. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord. <laughs> oh God. The spirit of revelation. Thank you so much this morning. David made a prayer in verse 4 because he says he desire student of the word follow me he says one thing have i desired of the lord and one thing do i seek after david was not asking for two things that's why a lot of people don't understand listen i just, I just told you right now thank you for the spirit of revelation pastor we pray things that don't matter listen when you call it an average christian today now to ask god or talk to god or say they put the cat before the horse listen i'm not against listen you can go to god and discuss whatever it is that you want to discuss that's between you and god i'm not against prayer but i'm telling you that there are some wisdom tips we need to catch from that's why i'm not a big fan of people who go around and say oh for example the bible told us where we're coming from be ye holy as i am holy god put his holiness and the holiness of his sons on the same level so why do you want to pray for what you already are if not because of ignorance let me say something 
I heard something a while ago. This is, this is very big. This is very, very, very big. And it messed up my theology as well. But when I reasoned it over a while, I said it's true. Now, I'm about to say something heavy. Just in this, in this forum. Do you know that a Christian, a Christian, when you, even if you've done something, now according to what this person taught, he said according to the scripture, when you've, even if you've done something as a child of God, it is unscriptural for you to ask God for forgiveness. This is heavy. It says what a Christian ought to do is to, when you go to God, you receive forgiveness. Because the truth about it is, according to the scripture, he has forgiven us our sins already in Christ. So when the Bible says, even when we err, according to the scripture, he said, do you know that when we err, the way the scripture put it is, even when we err, we have an advocate with the Father. Because it is such theologies, such mentalities, that does not allow you to be a well-rounded... Listen, one who is conscious of sin is the one that even goes around asking for forgiveness. Although that's another side. Because when the Bible says, Be ye holy, for I am holy, God is not playing around. One, when you read the, the intro of those scriptures, God expects some standards from his children. That's why as a Christian, you cannot say, uh, he, he doesn't expect us... He says, shall we, be, shall we say we are righteous and then uh, continue in sin? Shall we continue in sin and expect the grace of God to abound? Paul says, God forbid. So don't think because there is a righteousness gospel. That does not give you to now start living a loosed life as a Christian. And that's not what I'm trying to encourage here. But I'm trying to explain to you that when, when you study the people who walk with God, even from the Old Testament and the New. For example, this verse 4. That I just read in Psalms 27. David says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and one thing do I seek after. What it was, his prayer point. Let's read it together. He says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and behold the beauty, and all of that. Do you know in the New Testament, a Christian is not supposed to talk like this? And that's what I'm going to. Now, if a man in the Old Testament prayed like this, and according to what you heard in verse 1, verse 2, he was talking some things about being bold, being active. Why? Because he was cut from a cloth. Not everybody in the days of David spoke like this. So when we talk about cut from the same cloth, when you walk with God, it shows in the way you talk. It shows in the way you carry yourself. It shows in the way you do things. And that's the truth. Now, in the New Testament, no Christian is permitted to say, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I may dwell. <laughs> we cannot talk like that why because the bible already told us in him we live in him we move in him we what we have our being so if in him we move we cannot pray that we dwell in his presence anymore you are already misinterpreting yourself so when we 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 as the christian now psalms 27 verse 4 is not a reality for the christian but what the Christian ought to be right now, he's supposed to rise even above David in verse 1, verse 2, and verse 3. That's what it means to be caught from the cloth. Because now, as Christians, we don't pray to dwell in Christ, we live in him. If we did not live in him, what did I read in 1 Peter? He says that what? He has called us. When God called us, what did the Bible say? He says, be ye holy, for I am holy. If we do, and what is the holiness is the nature and the attribute of God. 
Holiness is not when you wear white white undies or all those funny funny things that some people all in the name of they want to sound ex overly religious. Listen, you could wear black black and still be a righteous man. I don't know. When some of us started shopping, everybody had bought white. So would you say because I didn't find white? I'm not against. Listen, you can wear whatever thing, but I'm not a party to anybody that describes my righteousness in God as a by as as towards something. It's not scriptural. That's why the Bible says the righteousness of God was given to us. Nobody worked for the righteousness. That's why the Bible calls it a gift of God. Study the scripture. No matter what you do in this world, nothing will attain you getting the righteousness of God. He had to be God himself giving you his righteousness. And the righteousness of God is the very nature of God. That's why God could tell us in Peter and says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. So when you have that understanding, look at what David was saying in Psalms 27. When he says, The Lord is the light of my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? If David who was praying that he could dwell in the presence of the Lord. If he was praying and God heard his prayer, no doubt, and he started speaking in verse 1 and verse 2, how much more we? That's why I was telling you that, listen, if the lifeless body of Christ could be causing havoc in hell, why? But as empowered by the Holy Ghost. That's why the scripture later told us that if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if you understand what that spirit can do on the inside of you, you understand that come in this family we are powerful. Why? Because our power flows from a place. That's what the Bible says, according to what he said. He says, Of what shall I be afraid? That's why, listen, Christians, you know, when Timothy came and started echoing that God has not given us the spirit of fear, what did he qualify the spirit he has given us? Second Timothy, he said he has given us the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Now, you as one of our, let's go there, Second Timothy. Now, that's why I told you I don't just preach. Now, you understand the progression in which I had to follow. Let's go to Second Timothy. Second Timothy 1 verse 5. Verse 5. This Bible says, when I call you into remembrance, the unfeigned faith that in thee which dwelleth first in thy grandmother Louis and in thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that in this also. Verse 6 Wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. That you stir up the gift of God which is in thee. You stir up the gift of God which is in thee. Listen, this was Paul <clears throat> writing. You know to timothy he says that you stir up a gift of god what does that mean listen child of god there is something on the inside of every one of us you might not know it's there because you've not been taught how to stir it up when paul here was writing to timothy i'm sure timothy himself was like okay okay he says i put you in remembrance and that's what i came to do this morning hey listen child of god the bible already told us he says ye are born not of the corruptible seed but of the incorruptible and what does that mean that means what is on the inside of you if even when you are surrounded with things that look like they are corrupt or look like things that are not like you, you have the power to change things from inside out. When he says, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, the gift of God, the gift of God, which is on the inside of you by the putting of my hand, you stir it up. You stir it up. That's why when you speak in tongues, it is you stirring up something on the inside of you. First things first, some people don't even know you have it on the inside. They, they, they have it on the inside of them. That's why when you go to the place of prayer, at times you show. Yes, that talent, that situation, all those things that sit there. Forget all those things. Get into the place of prayer. Stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. You know, true study. You know, I'm looking at this. You know, 
some people might think about it and call it um, uh, when he says the gift of God, might call it uh, uh, maybe a walking of wisdom or the gift of walking in, in the teaching and all of that. But I think what Paul is talking about here, he's about a person. About a person. Because he calls it, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God. He's talking about the gift of And what is the gift of God? When you read some other part of the scriptures, the Bible says he has given us his spirit. I read that to you some days ago or some weeks ago in Galatians. God gave us his spirit, which was a gift. Multiple gifts that he has given us. But I think, for example, his righteousness as well, is also God's righteousness was also given to us as a gift. But I think here, Paul is talking about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The reason why I say so is because when you look at the context of what he said in verse 7, he says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. You see now? Then he talks about that spirit. He calls it, but the spirit of power, love. <laughs> in in one line, he's talking about the summary of what the gift of God is. He calls it power and love. You know now you understand why I started with love and I fused into power. Because why did Paul put it in this order? Listen, we are the children of the Lord. We love people. We love people to the point whereby, yes, the love of God is shared. But hey, don't mistake our love for foolishness. Don't think because we love, then there is no... That's why when Jesus got to the tree, the fig tree, he says, no man eats from you henceforth, period. And the Bible says that fig tree dried up to the roots. Child of God, the same way you can speak to things that are not lining up with your identity. Who told you a child of God is permitted to, to, to allow sickness in his body? It's not part of the nature of the holiness of God. Because when you the Bible says, some of you might not understand why I started with that scripture first. The Bible says, for I am holy, be ye holy. Listen, when you meditate on that line of the scripture for a while, what you 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 will rise above thinking is all about mini skirts, a, a white jacket, a beard, and all of that. The holiness of God cannot harbor cancer in the same room. He cannot. But when you look at it and say, you don't understand, I am I am the holiness. The Bible says, be ye holy for I am holy. The very holiness stays here. When you speak from that authority, even that disease dry up to its roots. Because no two things can harbor in the same body. Now you know when the Bible says, don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Listen, you are the one that permits who you want to let in. Quotes me anywhere. That's what the scripture have talked about. That's the reason why when we keep reading the word, we come to an updated knowledge of who we are. He says, God has not given us anything that has to do with fear. No, it is not from God. Anything. Listen, and when I say fear, it could be fear for anything. Ha, I'm afraid. Ha, will I make uh, my first one million in, in before I become 30? As long as fear is in the equation, God is not in it. So when he says, be holy, listen, I, that's why when I read the scripture again and again, and listen, as I last week when I rounded off the sessions, I, I, I told you already, I know the things the Spirit of the Lord have put in my spirit. I kept meditating on this. Listen, the believer is not, uh, the Bible says, don't you know you hail, beloved children, you hail of, from God. You, you are of God, little children. That's how the Bible calls it. You are of God, little children. We, we are a piece of that cloth. We hail from him. So when we move around, it should be God wrapped up in an average individual that lives in Midland, lives in, in a, a particular country, but though he's existing in his house. 
and they, they are they are factors they are watching out for the conversations for the for for everything that will flow from you when the bible says for god has not given us the spirit of fear as long as there's something that will make you timid make you shy make you not to be confident about yourself it cannot flow from god and you have the power to say that to the that thing that come you are not permitted to remain here some of us don't even understand that listen you are the best preacher to yourself there are certain times you lock off you lock yourself in the room listen i saw someone do something it, it, some day or long years ago when i stopped upon that he, he said listen this was the picture he said listen i want to teach some of you something he told them to go and bring him a mirror he bring he brought a mirror and listen the first day i saw someone do that i said to myself <laughs> we are, we are not ordinary people he, he told them to bring a mirror he put a mirror in front of him and he opened the scripture guess what he was doing some of you think you need a audience before you start working as a pastor or before you start working he he was looking at the person in the mirror he told them to, he sat in front of the mirror <laughs> and he opened the scripture he said you no weapon formed or fashioned against you shall prosper <laughs> i said i said my god i said lord listen until some of us listen you know i've, you know, I've, I've told you i will share certain things with you. there are certain things that i've seen some of them taught by the holy ghost some of them i saw through fathers and faith he he asked for a mirror put it in front of him opening scripture prophesying to the man in the mirror some of you think until you receive a a, a a an invitation to preach before you preach listen i have all that it takes to preach to myself whether there is a platform or not that's the way it's supposed to be so i don't need to wait until there is a crusade until one thing and listen i'm not here trying to downplay that but i'm telling you the revival that will burst the last day cannot be done by people who have a head knowledge of god alone when the bible says he that is joined to the lord is one spirit he's not talking about your head that's why david can talk about tables being prepared in the presence of enemies if it was today's day and age we'll be talking about deliverance everywhere listen it is not every time god wants to deliver you from your enemies i'm that pastor that will tell you in the midst of that enemies god will show himself strong listen if you've never heard it before i am that pastor that will tell you it's not every time god wants to deliver you from enemies at times he wants to prepare a table so that they know not to raise their head next time When we say we are sons of God, we need to know what it means. When we say we are the children of God, every demon in hell needs to know that. Because I saw it in the scripture. The, the Bible says, Peter we know, Paul we know, who are you? Even demons recognize the first apostles. And you never saw them call for a deliverance meeting. They just knew who they were in God. Quote me anywhere. There are certain deliverance that you don't even... In the, if David can say he prepared the table for me in the presence of my enemies. It's not every time. Let's, let's talk to ourselves as a church. When you're talking about the power of God, when you're talking about the sons and the children of God, you don't, you don't understand. Even my own child, even a... a Try this for those of you who have farms around you. If a, if a, if if you have chickens, even chicken, and if he just gives, if one of them, if you have people, and if you're listening to the podcast as well, sorry, I think I've I've, I've risen a bit of tempo, but it's okay. If you have a farm yard around you, and you see a chicken that just gave birth to a child or the the, the chick, go and try to pick one. 
you you in your you are not a demon you are not anything you just go and pick one you are just a loving kind whatever it is you want go and pick one see what the mother will do to you and at times we see these things if a chicken if a hawk hen can be that radical and i'm not telling you what i'm not seeing i have made that mistake before trying to pick one of the chicks oh they look beautiful chicky chicky when the mother saw me <laughs> I, 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 I i needed to call 911. i did not even pick the chick i just tried i just tried to 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 play around it i'm telling you if a chicken can be that radical about our own chick how much more god with his own children but when we gather in the name of calling ourselves and i'm not here because my tongue can be look like look at so listen my goal is not to divide or to speak against the body of christ no it's to make sure we we, we talk ourselves into in the word when the bible says it's coming for a spotless church that is critical god is not coming for a church that is that is that people will gather and they will start begging the devil go away go. that is not the church jesus is coming back for read Ephesians. when the bible says it's coming for a spotless church he's coming for a church whereby they are sound sound that's why i keep saying there is a prophecy about the church of the last day it's not just going to be a place whereby people gather because we just want to come to a place on sunday listen i hope i hope i'm not too too harsh when we say cut from a piece of a cloth we 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 we, we see everything about god and we, we we look at it as though god has not said in his word for example he said now i would never leave or forsake you so people will go around and say i just want to be where you are and i don't get me wrong i'm not here calling anyone it, it's it's because we've not stayed so long on the word that's why i keep going back to the word and i'm not, I'm, I'm putting every one of you as well on your toes never let the word of god be something that is strange to you listen when you know so much about god it will change your mindset about yourself Some people think when we say come to church, learn about God, you, people think they are trying to harm them. Or It is you. It is you. It is in your own best interest. Listen, knowing God is in your best interest. It's just funny. Like really, this analogy that I just explained now, if, if a chicken can go through that lens to saving our own chick, and Jesus told us that already in the scriptures. He told us that. He said, if you being evil, know how to give good things to your children. Jesus said that. He said, when your child asks you for, a, for, for, for fish, you don't give them snake. When your child asks you for bread, you don't give them stone. And what did Jesus say? If you've been evil, if you know how to do that for your children, how much more the heavenly father? I want all of you to go and meditate on that this week. I'm going to stop here. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the entrance of your word this morning. And Lord, we pray as your children that... The, the fullness of your spirit flows in our hearts, flows in our homes, flows in our understanding of you. Lord, I pray for every listener this morning, and I decree that in the name of Jesus, a fresh revelation of who they are in God opens up to them afresh. Lord, I decree that even as they go this week, they, they function in the overflow of, of, of your will for them. I pray that in the name of Jesus, the spirit of love and of power is being demonstrated in all that they do. Lord, I pray for every one of them. And I decree that their words are not permitted to fall to the ground. 
I decree your words would carry power. I decree your words will turn situations around. I speak to every impossibility that surrounds anyone listening to this. And I decree that they move by the power in the words, uh, the words in the name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, every mountain be made leveled, every valley be brought low in the name of Jesus. I decree that God gives ideas to those of you trusting him for one thing or the other and i pray that lord even as we continue your teachings fresh unction fresh grace uh instead uh, 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 are stead in our spirit afresh to do much more lord i pray for the for the for the worship project that we're embarking on i pray that lord you 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 send people our way that would that would that would that would graciously be part of this to give equipment to supply all that we need to advance your kingdom lord i pray that even as before we meet next week i pray that every man that would come here again next week will come with a testimony and i decree that even those that are not here lord i decree in the name of jesus the wings of the holy ghost we pray it sends to them and i decree lord as every man who go this week i decree you'll be you'll be their god and i decree that they be your people as declared by the scriptures in jesus name we pray everyone says amen thanks for listening today we know these words have encouraged and edified you now go on and walk in the truth of god's word 